Hello and welcome to the On Call Room. A Grey's Anatomy podcast. I'm Abby. I'm Bree. And, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful day to podcast. I always fist pump. Welcome. Welcome. Um, if this is your first time listening, we are a Grey's Anatomy podcast deep diving all of the episodes. We are currently in season 10, episode 23. So Just 23. Yeah, so just um, a little heads up. Usually we do two episodes a episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Um, because Christina, these are her last two episodes of Grey's Anatomy, we decided to split these two um, and like deep, deep dive a little bit more. So we're only doing episode 23 this week. Everything I try to do, nothing seems to turn out right. And I think just for a little like, just so people know what to expect, the next episode will be the finale, 24, and then there's going to be a f- goodbye Christina episode. Yes. That's available to everyone. Everyone? Everyone on not the just podcast. <laughs> Patron, patrons. I'll Patreon never. patron. What is Patreon? Well, you're a patron of something. Right, but I was trying to lead oh. you into <laughs> oh, you, you, didn't, you didn't take the no. carrot. Okay, so Patreon is a wonderful website. If you go it's, to it's so it's so good. It's really good. If you go to patreon.com slash the uncall room, you can pledge to be an intern, a resident, or attending where you can get a lot more than just your weekly episodes here on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Um, you can get bonus episodes once a month. You can get in on our once a month Zoom calls. We do uh, a Facebook group that's just for our $2 and up people. We also um, give you the podcast a day early if you're $10. You can co-host. Yeah, you can co-host. We don't have one this episode, but we have most of this previous season. And also something really cool is the post-op topic, which is at the end of every episode, instead of just hitting end, we continue ranting about something for about 10 extra minutes. And if you are listening on the app and you are a $10 patron, you get those 10 minutes. So this week, we are going to kind of talk about um, Owen and reflecting on him just kind of overall with in connection to Christina. Because yep. this is kind of wrapping up their storyline. And so we just have some thoughts. Yep. So if you're interested in Owen, <laughs> become a patron. <laughs> I find myself more interested than I had been previously. So yeah. um, you can also follow us on Instagram at the On Call Room Pod. And if you want to send us a long form message, you can do so by going to our website at www.theoncallroompod.com. There's a contact form there. It definitely works. We've been getting some great messages from people and we love to get them. So Yeah. Um, and finally, please rate and review us on iTunes or anywhere that you listen. Five scalpels, five stars. We really appreciate it. And you know the thing where... You are like, mm, do I want to listen to this podcast? And you check the reviews um, and see if it's worth your time. So we really appreciate everyone who's left a review there. I tend to really love shoe reviews. Shoe reviews. I oh, have, like oh. like when I'm buying shoes. I thought that was like a, a specific type of review. I was like, what is a shoe review? <laughs> <laughs> we both got each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So please give us one. Sometimes we read them out loud, too, when yeah. we want to feed our ego. Yeah. Not today. Or kill it. Yeah, sometimes we've had some bad ones. And you know what? We'll repeat those. We've repeated all of them on, on the air. So, you know. Um, okay, so today, it, I, there's got to be something like there's Mercury in retrograde, but then there has to also be like something else that like, isn't. Te- like wildfires, the world burning, yeah. racial injustice. Shout out to COVID nineteen. <laughs> shout out to my friend Jilly, who I think still listens. She got a, a tattoo on her middle finger this year. That's like the female sign. Yeah, it's so when she flips people off when they're cat calling her or whatever, like she feels empowered. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's part of it. But also, she posted that on New Year's Day or said something like energy going into 2020, and she reshared that today and was like, "Did I cause, cause. this?" <laughs> 
And now, was this me? Did I open the vortex? Same with like, I told my therapist I needed a doctor's note to stay home from work. Like, did I the, cause this yeah, also? I think you did, yeah. probably. Um, but anyways, my point is today, and I already told you this, but I drove, I forgot my microphone. I got like halfway here, forgot the microphone, went back, got the microphone, walked in the house and I was like, oh, I guess I'm all done. Jake was like, really? I was like, no, you idiot. I've been gone four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Slammed the door. And then punch him in the face and walk out. I almost took a bite of his, he made a frozen pizza and there was two pieces left. And I knew I was coming to your house to eat spaghetti. Yeah. But I almost just took a piece of that pizza and with it, with me. Like, like he, just, he deserved that yeah. with that. But then I was like, Abby, you're eating a different form of that food when you get there. <laughs> but then I drove to your old house. Which is hilarious to me. It took, Abby said, oh, I forgot my mic. I'll be there shortly. And then she just what, didn't arrive. And then she got here and said, I drove to your old apartment and parked. And it would have been funny if you went to go upstairs. Oh, my God. Or just kept texting, yeah. like, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And then the, they answer the door, who I know, and just be like, hi. I, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be. Actually, what would have thrown me off is that pot is probably off the steps that you Oh, God, we there. have that pot for Did so long. Did you leave it there? No, we threw it away, I think. Or, like, donated it. It was such a good pot. I think, we, well, we burned shit in it. I'll tell you the story of whose pot that actually was. On the air? Or? No, later. Oh, okay. So, it was not actually my pot. Okay. So. I just think about how long we've been podcasting and all for Podcasting. <laughs> I also say bagel. Ba- ba- bagel. Bag- bagel. Bagels. I say that wrong. But, like, I think of all the different places we've done. And all the different pots. <laughs> Did we ever do it on the one by Martha's? No. I don't think we ever recorded there. That was what we recorded at my house. Yes. Okay. But we did record at my old apartment. The other one. Yeah, a couple times. I liked that one. Yeah, and we recorded in your basement and at your dining room table in your office. Yeah, three rooms in my house and three of your house, houses and yeah, places. Yeah, so, and then, and then, like, on the phone with each other. Yeah. So many places. Um. So I have to tell the listeners and you that I'm really into this new thing. Okay. It's called Paint by Sticker. Okay. And so, okay, so you know... I know paint by number. Right. Familiar. Yeah. So it's like that. It has all these numbers, but corresponding with it are stickers. So you, like, lay the stickers in shapes and stuff. I have them downstairs. I'll show you. But my shout out to my sister, Catherine, who listens. She um, recently started doing those, and she spent spent the night over Labor Day weekend. And so Monday... um, well, over the weekend, she's like, I got to go get some sticker books. And I was like, please do not become a sticker person. Like, are you, <laughs> like, I thought she was, like, collecting stickers, which is fine. Like, if that's your thing. But, like, our cousin was, like, a, a big sticker person <laughs> and had, like, too many. And I was like, oh, no, you're becoming our cousin yeah. who has too many stickers. She was like, no, no, it's, like, this activity. And it is so mindful and I've been doing it every night and it's nice. Like John and I have been like putting something on the television and I sit on the couch and I like sticker while doing it. Is it specific stickers like for this activity? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like, they're labeled like, so it's like C1 and then you take the sticker for C1 and it's in a shape. How frustrated are you if you put it off? You have to lift it and redo it. It, Oh, so it does come off. It does come off. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll show you some. They're really cool. And once it's done, it's done. You can't. It's, yeah, once it's done, it's done. And then I was like, well, what do I do with these? And honestly, I think you throw them away because Will you I make can't. Me one? Yeah, but I can't like just have <laughs> like a thousand sticker things. So 
Catherine and I decided, like, you really have to just look at it as an activity. And then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe if you want to hang one on a fridge for, like, a week, you can. Yeah. But then, like, you have to be okay to let go. Because I've already done, like, 10. Whoa. And And I did, like, two at work the other day when I wasn't busy. And Instead of scrolling. Yeah, and it's really fun. And so on, on Labor Day, my sister and I sat on the couch— and we watched um, disaster movies. We watched like Deep Impact. <gasps> Wait, we watched Twister. We watched Dante, jealous. Dante's Peak, and then like stickered the whole like, day. Like this is a this is what I imagine having a sister is like. Oh yeah, I literally turned to her at one point and I said. This is what is so nice about having a sister is because I don't have to entertain you. No. Like, we can just hang out. Oh, I'm so jealous. And do an activity, but not feel like we need to be, like, hanging out. Like, we were just enjoying each other's company. Kind of like when you have a partner, you know? Oh, I'm, like, jealous in my bones. So, I'll get you a sticker book, and you can come over, or I can go over to your house. I need to talk. Yeah, like, and we'll just sit and— We have to watch, like, trash TV. Oh, it was, like, total trash. I mean, it was 90s disaster movies that I've seen a thousand— Oh, we watched Titanic. We watched Titanic, Dante's Peak, Twister, and— That's a long day. um, And Deep Impact— the night before, I want to let everyone know that because of the podcast, my sister asked if we could watch Interstellar. So we She'd did. never seen it? She'd never seen it. So we watched it. Was she freaked out by it? Uh, kind of. Time. Yeah, time. Like, we I were mean, both yeah. like, time. What is time? When, when his kids grow up. Yeah, and it was like one in the morning when we finished, like, watching it. And, like, John was brushing his teeth. And she just, like, came into my bed and, like, laid down in bed with me and was like, so I just need to go over the plot with you. <laughs> and like, like, yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're going to need to do that a couple times. And so we just kept going over it. And then like the next morning, she's like, so I have some more questions about the movie. Um, and you're like, thank you. I am uh, actually an expert. Yeah, I actually understand. But she was like, I really needed to know what like behind the bookcases were. Oh, did she understand my experience getting an IUD placed in there? I think so. And also she guessed pretty quickly that he was behind the bookcase. I think if we wouldn't have said... I think we said, because we kept saying, I am Matthew McConaughey behind, behind the, the bookcase. Yeah, so she's yeah. like, oh, he's doing this. Right. She, But there but is... that part is hard to make a connection when you watch it the first time. Well, like, but what? in the beginning, too, like, he does say something about how, like, parents are the ghosts of their children. And so there is that connection there that Damn. I never really realized. There you have it. That's why you have to watch Interstellar more than once. Do you hear that, Chris? Yeah, Chris, we're speaking to you directly. <laughs> we're calling you out. What am I thinking? Oh, I'm thinking of, wow. I was like, wait, the word directly and speaking to you make me think of a movie. And <laughs> it is when Voldemort <laughs> says, I am speaking directly to you, Harry Potter. Like, and he's like, come yeah. see me. We'll fuck shit up and then I won't kill anyone. <laughs> um, my, also, my uh, my friend, I almost sent this to you today. My friend Susan, shout out, what's up, Suze, um, has been sending me a lot of TikToks, but she's like obsessed with these ones where like these people are sitting there and they're like saying or like not even saying anything. And then they like put in different parts of like a, a movie. Okay. And it was like a Harry Potter one mm-hmm. about like, like, where is your uniform? And, sh- and then underneath it says like, I left it in, like, Draco's room or whatever. And then it's an image of him, like, oh. And I don't know. She's like, I'm upset people are, like, doing this. Yeah. I don't well, know. Well, it becomes a trend. And then, right, like, I yeah. know. I know. But she's like, I'm obsessed with these right now. And she's like, I, I want to do one with you with Legolas. And I was like, oh, that would be good. You're like, yes, please. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, they had their baby. Oh, oh, yeah. I was like, Legolas had his baby? Legolas and Katy Perry. I saw. I don't like the name. What is it? Daisy Bloom. Daisy, Daisy Bloom? 
Daisy, middle name, I can't remember the middle oh, name. Oh, well, because Bloom is his yeah. last. I was like, where does the Bloom go? <laughs> <laughs> Daisy something Bloom. Hmm. Seems literal. Yeah, a little too on the nose. Yeah, like I don't mind the name Daisy, but with the Bloom attached to yeah. it. Yeah, Daisy Bloom. <sighs> it sounds like a Disney character. It She better be. Yeah. I mean, like, congrats or whatever, but like... It should be me. It really should. Okay. It could have been you, me. You it can, could have you been me. You can have his child, but you have to have it be named Daisy Bloom. Fine, I'll do okay. it. Okay, okay. That's what you Katie, don't have to. That's what Katy Perry said. Yeah. She, she was Fine, like, I'll do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, wow. Yeah. Any other things? No, I don't think so. It's I don't fall. Know. Yeah, it's cold. I think it's supposed to be warm next week, but nice. it's been cold now. You know, like, so, and I'm not okay. Yeah, and it's like my flowers are dying. I did plant a bunch of mums in my planters. I saw the ones in the front. They look great. Thanks. I also, like, I don't want to complain about fall. I have a hard time with fall because I'm someone that looks ahead. Yeah. So fall to me is winter. Like, yeah. I don't know how to appreciate the 60-degree days because I'm like, well, they only last for this long. A day. Yeah. And I just, I feel usually at this time of the year, I'm like okay for winter to happen because I'm really tired and burnt out. And I like am fine with the idea of just being indoors and watching Netflix. Like that sounds like a joy. But because I feel like I actually got to enjoy summer this year, I don't want it to end. Yeah, you get it now. Right. And I like, I'm not, I had, I rested all of March and April and mostly May. So I don't quite feel the need to rest yet. Yeah. So that's interesting. But maybe, maybe you should rest more. Like (laughs) maybe you shouldn't deplete yourself (laughs) to the point where you feel like you actually need to rest. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that, clearly that was not a good method. Yeah. But this, it's just an interesting feeling to not be craving doing nothing. Yeah. Like I would be craving it right now and I'm in no way craving it. So, um, also, I saw this thing today about like fall or something. Fall is a reminder that like things need to like die in order for them to like regrow or something. Yeah. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I, also, I would rather have them keep growing. Thank you. <laughs> I also like dislike, I, not, I don't like, I'm not one of those people that like hates you if you like pumpkin spice latte. I'm not that person, but I just don't personally like, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like I have a drink that, Yeah, but coming in hot is peppermint mochas. That's... (laughs) I actually got one the other day. And Christmas stresses me out. So I just... This is my... my, I really... This is my not favorite time of year. Like, January and on. Yeah. But once I get to October, I'm like, oh, God. It's coming. Yeah. Well, but my 30th birthday is coming. That's Uh, true. We don't have plans for it yet, though. Other than I don't have a wedding. So I don't know what we're going to do. Okay. I mean, we were supposed to go to Vegas. I'm still down to go, but it's probably not smart. And so I don't think we should. Maybe we go to Gun Lake Casino. I saw on, I saw on um, TikTok, these people had a Hamilton-themed party where they all came dressed in full costume as one of the characters. And I thought— That sounds like a lot of work. Okay, what if we do a murder mystery? Also sounds like a lot of work. What, what if we just have some wine? Yeah, that's the one thing I'm looking forward to. Here's my Here's my silver lining. I'm excited to drink red wine again. I know. John and I, like, well, it was a little sad because it got very chilly and I couldn't drink. And I was Mm -hmm. like, and I made a lasagna, like a real thick-ass lasagna. And John poured a glass of red wine. And I was like, that smells amazing. And I couldn't have it. But now I'm drinking a glass of red wine right now. Sure are. And it's delightful. Also, I want the listeners to know that I'm getting a Costco membership. Oh, you are? 
Yeah. Are you going to get those brassy bites? <laughs> well, I still have a bag. Okay. Because so, you bought me one and then Jill bought me one. Oh. But are uh, you— Ours would be gone by now. Are you— can you do a thing where you get me like a like a like? Is there like a friend? Well, let me look into it before you do you it. Can get some points. I think, or yeah, some money. like I think I can maybe refer you. Right, I I'm there. I'm going for the toilet paper, like yeah. the bulk. Sure. I'm also interested in a paper towel too. A paper products. Yep. Uh, lots of um. I've seen some like good influencers on the internet with like. They make some good meals with things that just look really good, like the Costco frozen blackened chicken. Oh, yeah. They also have, like, pre-made. Like, we get stuffed peppers that you just throw in the oven. Right. And I heard the pizza there is good, like, that I can just get by the slice. Oh, yeah. It's like a dollar. You can get, like, a foot-long hot dog for, yep. like, 50 cents. Yep. Um, That's not true. And just but the like, useless things I'm going to buy. Like a Tommy Bahama Beach share next year. Yeah, exactly. There are those, like, that, that plant we have downstairs. That's from there? That's from Costco. Ooh. With that huge mom on our porch is from Costco. Okay, see, I have to go. Yeah. I mean, there. I, I get my toothbrush heads from there because those are, well, actually, no, I don't think I did, but you can get them there. And there was one other thing. I mean, Brazil. Oh, LaCroix. Oh. That's a big one. Do they have limoncello? No. Like, that's the thing is you got to, like— Buy in bulk. Well, no, you just got to, like, get what they have. offer. Mm. Like, and so they have, like, an a one thing of, like— it's like tangerine, passion fruit, and something or other. Like a mixed pack. Yeah, and then there's another that's just like lime. And that's what they've had for months and months. They have really good pickles. Okay. Really good gluten-free bread. Oh, a lot of like, you know, if you need like ibuprofen or if you need toothpaste. Ooh, I need a vat of or like if Jake needs like deodorant. Like John bought like body wash from there like a year ago and still hasn't gone through it. Jake and I were laughing. I don't need to go into it, but we were reading a Twitter thread that I have. If you follow me on Twitter, which I doubt anyone does because I don't ever do anything on it except retweet funny things. Yeah. Is this thread about why men's deodorant and like body wash is like, it, it says like, how come women can smell like things like vanilla, whatever, yeah. but men have to smell like concepts. Yeah. It's like Arctic Rush, <laughs> yeah. Irish Spring, or it's like, uh, one's called like Captain yeah. or Bear, Bear Glove. <laughs> the fuck is it? Someone was like, what the fuck's a Bear Glove? And someone was like, the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> there's just like, it was... There's like Kraken Guard, is that like that sea monster? Yeah. It was like, what the, what does that smell like? It smells like masculinity. Right. It's like men are so afraid of not being masculine that even yeah. their scents have to be masculine. Yeah, there was one that was like game day. They're like, cool, so sweat and grass. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and Powerade. <laughs> Powerade, yeah. It was just a really. Funny, there was there was one that was called forget if it was Axe or a different brand but it was like black and white was the the scent and someone was like how do I smell like a black and white T-shirt and someone just said it smells like mimes <laughs> <laughs> it got me laughing for so long and then did there, Jake agree yeah he was like he's like I've had that one had that one the other day he came out with something and I was like. Whatever you bought, don't ever buy again. I was like, it smells like a middle schooler is in oh, here. Like, no. you know that, like, it reminds me of when I was a camp counselor for middle schoolers, yeah. which I wasn't a, obviously a boy counselor, but, like, they would come out of that cabin. Just smelling. Because middle school is when they smell bad and they don't know what to do, so they just douse, douse themselves. Yeah, they don't just take a shower. They just the put spray. things on. Yeah. Oh, it's, like, not bad, but it's not good. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, cuddling with, like— Yes, like a high school yeah, boy. Oh, God, yeah. And then you smell like it because, like, their armpits been on you all day. And then your mom's like, why do you smell like, like game day? <laughs> why do you smell like a mime? Yeah, that's what happens. Okay. okay. We should get into the episode. All right. We'll do we take... need to take a break? Yeah. Okay.
our wine glasses are filled. We've discussed face wrinkles and face serums and face serums and breathings that came out of the womb with my forehead wrinkles. I think they developed last week. I don't think they're age. I think they're just your face. I also told Abby that like, she said, I don't have any. I said, I also weigh more than you do. So I said, if you want to get rid of them, like gain weight because. So I'm going to, that's my, that's for your wedding. I have no face wrinkles. <laughs> yeah, because it will fill that shit in. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. I'm never going to have a wrinkle again in my life. <laughs> I'm just going to keep getting less wrinkly. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. I love it. So, um, okay. Today we are discussing. So first of all, I just want to premise that I. Premise? preface and we talked about this that there were four episodes in the farewell to christina which like if you look at the promo for these episodes it's literally the guy that does the voice is like on part three of our farewell to christina farewell tour yep so this is part three okay and it's kind of like our part three as well yeah so um not really I meant our part two. (laughs) yeah so anyways um the episode is Season 10, episode 23, Everything I Try to Do, Nothing Seems to Turn Out Right. The title of my book. (laughs) (laughs) My Um, memoir. My memoir. A memoir by Abby Moore. Yeah. Um, I'll read the short summary. Okay. And then you read monologue, maybe? All right. All right. So, with Derek away, Meredith spends time with Amelia and finds out her true feelings about her time in Seattle. Bailey deals with the ramifications of her actions, and Callie receives devastating news. Meanwhile, the residents panic after hearing that one of them will be fired. And then the monologue is, every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Isn't that from Hamilton? It's from, it's from a scientist. Well, but I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> it came out wrong. I mean, isn't that in Hamilton? Every has an opposite. It's, it's David Diggs raps it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like, I didn't yeah. mean from Hamilton. Isn't like, that from Hamilton? How did that happen? <laughs> Okay. I can see Russia from my house. That's <laughs> yeah, what that voice was. Yeah. Um, okay. Every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Emergency rooms are kept in business by people who have learned that lesson in the hard way. Skydivers, bull riders, people whose bold ideas can often result in broken bones and smooshed spleens. Surgeons are trained to deal with the failed of bold ideas. We pick up the pieces and do our best to fit them back together. The thing about the bold moves is they're terrifying. Uh, is they're terrifying. Could end in nothing but tears and broken bones. And that's exactly what makes them so damn exciting. Meredith Gray. Perfect. Do you want me to? Yeah, do shotgun work. Okay. So we have Joe Wilson, Stress Hives, Brandon Morris, Skid, April Kepner, Pregnancy, Callie Torres, Adhesions, Jacob, Amaphilocele, Busted, Amaphilocele, Kevin Platt, Short Gut Syndrome, and Monica Zara, Rectal Cancer. And you have to say the word you don't know twice. (laughs) I didn't think I did a good job. (laughs) Um, And for rounds today, in no particular order, we have Amelia going to break up with James and stay in Seattle. We have Christina spending the day interviewing Dr. Russell's replacements, Owen wanting to offer her the job. Um, I also include in there seeing Maggie Pierce. There's not a lot to say, but she's there. Derek wanting to move to D.C., Bailey and Edwards being caught by the Morris family and Edward taking the fall. April and Jackson telling a few people that they are expecting. There's actually quite a lot, but they're all little. Callie not being able to carry a baby. Leah being fired and all the residents worrying that it's them. And Alex stealing patients from the hospital and telling Arizona. Perfect. First notes? Go for it. Amelia is still in Seattle. Very exciting first note. Yeah, I wrote, she's still there and making waffles. Derek is not at home. Um, You didn't color coat. (gasps) 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't. It's all right. I didn't either, but. Chew, I knew I felt too easy when yeah. I finished my notes. I was like, there was something I didn't do. Yeah. Um. What do we want to talk about with first? Uh, we should end with Christina. Yeah, definitely end with Christina. Start with Amelia. Why not? Yeah. So Amelia <laughs> is still in Seattle. She's living with Meredith and Derek. She's making waffles. Um, and Derek is away traveling in D.C. for this the the job, which is still, like, confusing to me. Yeah, like, what is exactly is he doing there? Like, the government wants him to work on this brain mapping project, but right now he's not actually, I think he's, like, setting it up. But- yeah, so is he just, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Like, not a reference, but he's just, like... Like being a consultant, yes, sort of. Yes, yeah. thank you. I feel like Consulting. I picture him being like typing on a keyboard, being like, "I'm in DC. Yeah. <laughs> I am talking to president. Um, I am so- <laughs> talking to president." Okay, so so Amelia's there, and she is taking. There's like a moment too when Meredith's talking to Derek, and she's like, "Wait, but you'll be home this afternoon. We have surgery together." And he's like, "Uh, I had to stay longer. Like Amelia will take over it." So right away we see this like plan of he's passing over his patients. To Amelia. Right. And also, like, Mare is, like, in the beginning is super happy that Amelia is there. She made these really great waffles. Oh, yeah. She's eating the delicious waffles. And it's, like, it's working really well for Amelia to be there. She's being super helpful and, like, at home, but also helpful to Derek by taking over things on his service. Yes. Um, and she also mentions, too, to Derek that in be- she says something about, like, in between crying or fighting on the phone with her boyfriend, she's, you know, doing all these great things. So mm-hmm. we know that she's been talking to James, but we don't know exactly what about. Um, I think Derek and Meredith think that it's, is it, they don't realize she wants to stay. They think she, like. Wants to leave, but, but she, doesn't they're know. they're holding her hostage. Yeah, but doesn't know how to tell, like, Mare and Dare that she wants to go. Yep. And um, there's really not that much that happens other than, like, I feel like there's a great just, like, scene where they're, Amelia and Meredith are operating together, like, really well. And you get a glimpse of, like, I feel like what current Grace is. Yeah. As far as them having a relationship. And in in that um, surgery, Amelia says, like, this is why I don't want to leave Seattle. Oh, right. Um, Because it's not, like, pretty much, like, it's not as emotional. Like, in California, if something was said, you'd have to have this, like, long, she's, like, at Seaside, you would have to have this, like, long conversation (laughs) therapy thing, which is funny because, like, that is totally private practice. Yeah, and this is very, like, Western medicine. They don't talk about their feelings on this show very often. Yeah. So she was, like... You know, Mare was, like, very concerned that she wanted to leave. And that in that surgery, Amelia's like, no, are you kidding me? Like, this is why I don't want to go. Right. And then at the end, um, which this can kind of go into the Derek thing, actually. this Because there's not much with Derek until the very end. But I didn't feel like there was much in this episode, honestly. No, there's really not. But Derek um, comes home with this expensive champagne and, well, also, I think it's cute, too, that Amelia had a rough day, and she's like, before I call James, I'm going to do this surgery, I'm going to do something else, I'm going to go home, I'm going to cook you dinner, then I'm going to read a long bedtime story, <laughs> and then when I'm done avoiding, I'm going to break up with James. And she, yeah. like, basically admits that she's going to break up with him, and then Derek comes home, and Amelia's, like, not in the scene or whatever, and he has this, he says, whatever you're drinking, pour it out. Which is, was a glass of red wine that looked delicious. It did look good. It made me want to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and- Don't you hate that one, people? People are like... Anytime someone pours white wine. Yeah, and like, oh, Ugh. there's a scene in uh, Big Little Lies where Laura Ugh. Dern is holding a stemmed wine glass. And that's when I was like, I need stemmed wine glasses. <laughs> and she's like looking at her pool, <laughs> drinking red wine. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect. Um, and I, so, so Mara says, 
she's like, oh, I have some good news. She says, Amelia wants to stay. She says she can take over your surgery. She can help with the kids. It is the answer to what we have been looking for. Um, And uh, it just transitions, Derek. He looks at her and he says, Amy can move to Seattle and we can move to D.C. Yeah. And um, I I thought, like, Meredith's not, like, mad at first, I don't think. She's just like, "Uh, like, what? Like, where's this even coming from, I feel like. Right, and so then just the way, Derek, he's like, they gave me the job. It's the job, like they, off, which I get, they offered him this job to be in charge, and, and he run. also says, like, I met, I met him, man. Oh, yeah. I met him. Oh yeah. <laughs> As cool, 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 cool. If it was him. Obama, like I'd be like, yeah, I met him. You I know? was actually wanting to look at what year this episode came out to see, like, well, I like to again, we like to imagine it's a crossover, and it's actually the president from, from Scandal. Right. Um, but anyway, so he says that I'll look that up in a second um, of who was actually president in that in moment. office. Um, but he, I would imagine it was Obama. I mean, he was in for like, eight years. Oh yeah, twenty fourteen. Yeah, it was Obama. So okay. Yeah, I guess that's what I would say too. Yeah, I, I, met, I met him. him. <laughs> I met him there. Like I fucking met the man. <laughs> yeah, and he's dope as hell. Okay, so this makes it a little less weird that he yeah. said that, and because um, we're in the mindset right now of that like it's fucking Trump. Trump yeah, yeah, like I met him, and let me tell you what. He's what terrible. a fucking douche. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they offered Derek the job to do it in D.C. and that they would also give Meredith a position as a resident. At no, James- an attending. Oh, yeah, an attending at James Madison. Yes. Hospital. Um, and it kind of like ends. Yeah. So what, I mean, my initial feelings, well, okay, so he does also say to her too, like, Christina's leaving. Alex has mm-hmm. left. Like, this is our next step. Like, let this be our next step. And then he says, it is the next step. Yeah. Like he- <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he's asking her to move. To be fair, I don't think, you know, I know we shit on Derek a yeah. lot. I don't think it's completely, like, out of left field or inappropriate that he would ask his wife to move. I mean, they did just build this beautiful house. But, like... They're offering her a really good job, too. And everyone's leaving. Right. At this point, Alex is gone. Right. He's not at the hospital. And Christina's about to leave. Her best, who I think she would stay for. Right. Also, like, what's crazy, though, is there's so many things coming. Like, well, Amelia staying permanently. There's a sister in town. Maggie coming into the picture is another sister. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I guess I didn't realize that both sisters come back into Mare's life at the exact same time. Yes. Which is just I can't remember either how long it takes for, like, the Maggie storyline to come out. I read up on it. I'm pretty sure it's, like, after two weeks of working there, she tells Richard. And so, is Derek still alive when they find out about Maggie? Yes. Okay. Yep, I believe so. Okay. Um, So, because that's all of next season, the beginning. Gotcha. Maggie starts working there. So, um, yeah, so I, you're right. I don't, I also don't think it's out of the question. I, I think as a viewer, we know that she stays and so we're like, oh. How dare, like, whatever. Yeah. And I wonder, too, as a viewer, we wouldn't have thought the show. We were like, there's no way. The show will end. Well, like, I kind of remember thinking, like, what are they going to do? Because Christina is leaving. Like, maybe they will do, like, a... All over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, thing. But, you know, or, like, on one half of the country and then the other half. But, like, no, it didn't really make sense, you know. Right. Um, But, yeah, so uh, what makes me sad is this happy energy that Derek is bringing here right now. It's not... We aren't going to see it again until he dies. Right, right before when he has that speech with Meredith and he's like, you saved me. You're my, because 
spoiler alert, he doesn't take the job right away. And then he's resentful. Then he almost cheats on her. Yep. Then he like pushes her career forward in a like really forceful way because it's like, well, if I can't, then you should. Yeah. And then then he does take it and they live separately. Mm-hmm. And then he realizes he can't live without her and then he dies. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel sad. I feel sad that we're, because I love the McDreamy days. Like I love when they're good, which I do feel like this season they've been good. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely been struggling now that they've had a second baby. Like what, and both navigating, like how do we get back to our careers and also be there for our children and like do it all. Because I feel like they're both two characters who really want it all. They want, they want a family, they want a relationship, but then they also want these really epic careers. Right. Not even just surgeons, but like research and like moving the face of medicine forward and stuff. And so, um, but I feel like they've both been on the same page this season where we we want all the same things. And then next season, I don't think they want that. They do want the same ideas of things, but the way they go about doing them I, not, is different. Yeah. And it, it there's no, I feel like there's a lot less of the like, not that I liked when Meredith tried to drown herself. I didn't. But, like, you know the, like, desperate in love, Derek, when he, like, thinks she's dying? And, like, yeah. there's, like, we don't get that yeah. anymore until he's on his deathbed. <laughs> but, you know, I wonder if they had to write that in a way to maybe set Meredith up. I mean, I know she breaks, like, and and that one episode where, like, they have to fast forward time really quickly. And we actually had, like... um we had a listener kind of write in about all of this and I, it was a really interesting perspective and it will be interesting rewatching it, but like having to kind of speed that up so we didn't have to like be in, in there her grief in her grief. For a long time. For a very, very long time. Um, I was going somewhere with that. But I, oh, I wonder if they kind of had to set the storyline up that like Meredith would ultimately be able to stand on her own. Yeah, I think so. You know, because I don't think she could have in season three. No, I don't. I, oh, yeah, I think it would have looked a lot different yes. had she. And especially without Christina. Yes. She has to stand alone on her two feet, but with, without her husband and without her best friend. Yeah. Um. Granted, Alex comes back and, like, fills. That'll be fun to watch next season. Yeah. I'm excited for that. But, yeah, so I just, it's. I'm just mourning the loss of Christina and the loss of that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of changes about to happen. Yeah, so. And. You know what else I'm mourning, but not really? Hmm. The loss of Leah. So this is interesting. Uh, she has this, well, she's like stress eating, which <laughs> I like, I yeah, get, so can of, get on board with. One of my questions for you, Brie, is which resident are you? I am Leah, probably. You- I probably would stress eat. I probably wouldn't get hives. Yeah, I've never gotten hives. Um, What was... What were uh, the other ones? Well, Edwards was just rolling the dice. Oh, like, yeah. Like, her move. And she, uh, you know what? I might be a little Edwards, like, it's going to fucking burn to the <laughs> ground anyway. So And Shane is just, like, oh, like overthinking his faults, I yeah. feel like. I feel like bit. I'd either be Shane's Edwards. exploding babies. Yeah, Edwards or Leah, but probably Leah, where I'd just, just be eating. like, just when, when Richard's like, Murphy, you're with me, and she shoves the rest of the sandwich in her mouth. Well, her I'm like, yeah, bur- I get that. Her burp, too. Oh, yeah, just belching. I, w- I can't burp, so I technically couldn't be her, but... Um, Which is, like, silly, too, because the whole storyline of, like, the flatulence and stuff. But, yeah. like, she just burps in front of them, and it's, like, very inappropriate for her to do. 
but she's yeah, pizza. she like, but she's pretty innovative. Yeah, and she does a really good job in surgery, but not quite. If you notice, Richard's kind of like, no, not like that. No, not like that. Yeah, and he has to guide her through every step. Yeah, it was just yeah. So they're all freaking out still that they think it's them, and um, I knew that, like we know this was coming, but I just thought it was a really accurate way of showing how, like, the way Richard let her go and her reaction, I felt was, like, really realistic. It wasn't, like, oh, she didn't overreact, I felt like, you know, or, like, I don't know. It just made me really sad for her because I I think what Richard said is true. Like, you can thrive somewhere else. Like, you are, that's what makes him a good teacher is to see that, like, this isn't, yeah. you are not cut out for this and you will be so much happier and more accomplished if you recognize that now versus in four years. The thing is, she ends up going back to surgery. Yeah, I know, which is weird. But, but um, yeah, like, just being, like, surgical residency, like, isn't the right fit for you. And then him being, like, on top of that, like, recognizing you're a hard worker, so I'm going to make some calls for you. Not just being, like, you're fucking fired and I right. don't, we right. don't see, like, how hard of a worker you are or, like, the potential you would maybe have in a different position. So he wants her to be in, like, a research position, yeah, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Which it was a little like I got friends. She owes me a favor. Yeah. Which I'd be like, I'm not a favor. Yeah. But, but he says letting you go isn't a punishment. It's a kindness. Yeah. And you know, I think she handles it really well. It made me sad though when she was like, "You're right. Thank you." Like when she like thanked him. I yeah. was just like, oh, that's so sad. I know. And then like even how she like responds to all of her, her like friends. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys are all gonna be safe and stuff. And, and she, she doesn't make it about her. No. And she's like, and they're like, let's go drink about it. And she's like, I'll meet up with you guys for a drink in a minute and you can tell she's going to clear her locker. Yeah, when no one's there. And I like to how Shane stops and he's like, are you sure I'm going to be okay? And she's and she, again, takes that moment not to be like, yeah, because I'm fired. She just says, like, you're going to be okay. Yeah, it was just like, it was a really not, like, I feel like it was a nice thing for them to do for her character. Yeah, same. You know, because I feel like like, when Izzy left and, like, kind of got fired, it was, like, this super... She kind of reminds me of Izzy, mm-hmm. but it was, like, very much about Izzy and woe is me, and she didn't make it about her at no. all. Mm-mm. So it made me kind of like Leah. I know, right? We always like them once they, right when they leave. Yeah. Um, George peak for you was he got hit by a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit my wine out. <laughs> um, yeah. Only on your computer. You need to aim sideways. It's the other way. Yeah. Just right spit it wall. out of the wall. That's a good place. Um... But yeah, so goodbye to Leah. Yeah. She is in the next episode, though. I oh, she is? Up. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm like, you cleared up. Well, actually, I know why, but I don't want to spoil it. Okay, don't don't spoil. So she's fired. All the residents are worried. Oh, I thought it was funny how Joe is freaking out, and she's being so weird all day. Like, yes, Dr. Kepner. I'd love to help Dr. Kepner. And I love when Ke- Kepner walks away and Kelly goes, yes, Dr. Kepner, and, like, makes fun of her because that is, like, so accurate because she was being so annoying. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so weird? And I also love after, which we'll talk about April and Kelly, of that moment together where— uh, uh, she comes and she's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just, like, so worried about one of us being let go. And they go, well, it could be you. Like, yeah, like they the, don't reassure her at all. I also love in the very beginning when she, I was like, oh, God, what is all that stuff on Joe's back? And Edward oh, yeah. walks in and she goes, guys, Joe's dying. <laughs> I doesn't it. even ask what the matter is. It's just, like, she's clearly dying. I saw it and I was like, how does she not know? But then she did know. Yeah. I thought she was like, uh. I thought, I thought it was going to be, like, Joe has chicken pox. But oh, those were God. stress hives. Yeah, Ugh. I don't have those. Thankfully. I don't either. Um, okay. Should we talk about Kelly and... And April? Yeah, like all the two baby storylines? Sure. 
So they, Jackson um, and April, like pretty early on in the episode, because I, I was like, oh, okay, so April and Avery are happy now, which I forgot that they like forgave each other yeah. last episode. But they're leaving, obviously, like an OBGYN appointment together. Which all Jackson had to say was, I'll go to church with you, and it solved all their problems. It solved all of their problems. <laughs> and so they kind of run into Callie, and so... They make, like, a really weird, like, I just needed to make sure everything was, all the parts are working. And Callie's like, Avery, you needed to be here for that. And she's like, I have the same thing, but I don't need, I don't, I'm just, it's just me. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, Callie goes into the appointment, and they're like, Jackson and Avery are very giggly about it. And they decide, like, they're 10 weeks, and so they don't want to tell anyone. Right. Because, like, they have been advised not to, just in case something were to happen. And, um... But they're both very excited. And then Jackson gets on the case. Um, well, he's actually, we'll talk about the, it's with Brayden Morris. He's on that case talking to the parents. And that woman asks, are you a parent? And I really just wish Jackson would have just been like, no. no. I know. <laughs> but I get that he, it was like an exciting day. He saw his child for the first time on an ultrasound. And I feel like in that moment, actually what happens is that he empathizes with how those parents feel because they said, what if your child was given something when you were yeah. told not? And so he says, we are ex." And, like, Edwards is right there. Yeah, I think also, too, that Jackson feel, like, I think part of him, too, is, like, kind of strategic in that moment of, like, I know if I say I don't have kids, I then they can be, like, well, you don't understand. And so he kind of uses it as, like, leverage of, like, like, I don't know. I I think it's it's a little bit of both. Both excited, but also, like, well, I am, like, a parent and are going to be a parent or whatever, you know? Right. It's very unfortunate that Edwards is the one who is standing next to him oh, and so just like sad. looks. Oh, can you imagine if no. you're at, Oh god. Oh. Not just cuz you guys broke up because he broke up with you and got married at the same moment. Yeah, and then got pregnant very quickly after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Uh, maybe she's thinking, oh, thank God I'm not. Or, maybe, yeah, maybe she's thinking like I knew this would come at some point and like But just not. And more. now I know like in front of like I'm I was told by him. Yes, exactly. Um Meanwhile, there is the moment where um, Kepner is working with Callie and Joe, and they have to do an x-ray, and they are yelling at Kepner to quick put on this jacket so Callie can do the x-ray and they can keep doing it. And, and she's like, I need to finish. What? Well, I was just going to say, like, right before that, like, Callie's already in a really bad mood. Like, oh, yeah. Arizona calls her a grumpus, which yes. I think is cute. And no, April calls her a grumpus. Oh, I'm sorry. I, Arizona. Yeah. April calls her a grumpus. And yeah, so she's already, like, Callie's already on edge. Continue yes. with your story. Yeah, she's, like, just being weird. And then um, there's that moment when they both yell at at Kepner to put on this vest. And she says, I can't put on this vest right now or something. And then Callie realizes, oh, they were at the OB. Like, she's pregnant. So she tells her to leave and Joe replaces her. And then afterwards, there's that scene, which I, I really loved, actually. Like, it's Kepner and Callie. And Kepner says to her, like, we're expecting, you know, we just found out, like, whatever. And Callie starts crying. Yeah. Which you, she, Kepner thinks, like, oh, that's so sweet of you. Like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And then she's like, oh, those tears aren't for me, are they? And then Callie, we've learned that she has adhesions from the car accident and she cannot carry a child anymore. Yeah. Which is really sad. And it, that's when April says something of, or no, the grumpus thing is earlier. 
where she's like, I thought you were being a grumpus. And then she's like, that's a stupid word. And she's like, my mom always used it because you can't be mad when someone calls you such yeah. a stupid name. <laughs> yeah. But it was just sad because there's a moment where two people could normally be bonding of Callie being like, oh, we're trying to. And instead it's like, oh, you are and I can't. And yeah. I'm having an honest reaction to that. Yeah. And I just found out. Like, yeah. I mean, it's so raw. It's yeah, before and, Arizona even knows. Yeah. And it was like, we know that like, um, Callie and Arizona have just decided, like, we're going to start trying again. We also know that Arizona was like, I don't want to carry. Um, right, right. And Callie loved being pregnant. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's really sad. And so to kind of, like, follow through with that storyline, like, Callie ends up telling Arizona that in bed. And I just thought their, like, reactions were really sweet. Like, Arizona was, like, said that she would get pregnant. But also... I think I kind of forgot for a second because Kelly was like, we just were happy again. Like, I'm not going to put you through that. And I forgot that Arizona had a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know if that is playing into why they don't, whatever it is, she doesn't want to carry. And so they just are like, we have a really good life and like, we have a beautiful Beautiful daughter. daughter. And I thought it was a great moment too. Like the way Callie says, like, I won't make you do that. And Arizona says, I will. Like, it's this perfect, I feel like that shows that actually like right now they are in a good place because they're both willing to sacrifice. Like, like think about the other person. Right. Like Callie would be willing to not have a baby and Arizona would be willing to go through loss again. Yeah. And so, um, it is sad, though, that they have, they're forced into this decision, I yeah. feel like. And I mean, there could have been other options, adoption or right. surrogacy or fostering or, you know, there are many ways. But within this storyline, that's mm-hmm. kind of how they say that they're very, and I don't remember if they ever talk about, like, adoption or something. I don't remember either, but it's, we, it's the season is ending on this note. Yeah, so, of like, this is our life. And we're going to, like, claim this as our life, and it's going right. to be okay. Which, but it's so sad because, like, Kelly's, like, sobbing in bed, and they're hugging. and Which, the way court goes down later, it's good they did not bring another child yes. into that horrible courtroom experience. Yes. But it's, yeah, it is sad. And and also, it, it, their family never does grow beyond this, which is also sad. Yeah, but maybe in a different land after <laughs> Grey's Anatomy in yeah. New York or wherever yeah, they are. Yeah, I think so. Um, and April and Jackson walk out of the hospital all giggly still, admitting that they both ended up having to tell someone. And then Jackson says something about like, well, that'll make it easier when we tell my mom or something. And she's like, well, not we, you You. (laughs) are going to do all that talking, which I'm like, shouldn't you both be there? But also. I love that she said that. Cause like, I wouldn't want to tell Catherine. (laughs) That's true. It's not like, it's not like they've been married a long time. And then now are. Yeah. No, I'd be like, you got this one. I'll be home with my feet up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wait, really quick. Can I rewind like two subjects? Yeah. I feel like it'll be weird to do in random notes. I just had one note about Amelia that I thought was important is because we aren't watching private practice, so I don't really remember anything about this James person. But she says that she was with him because after the hard thing she went through, which was the loss of her boyfriend and then her baby, and then going to rehab and whatever, she needed him. And like he helped her and stood by her through all of this. And she says to Meredith, I don't think I need him anymore. Mm. And I just thought that was important to also show where Amelia is right now, that she's not needing to lean on anyone. Yeah. Like she's okay. Yeah. So anyways, I just forgot that. Because I didn't highlight my notes. That's why. See, we Uh, learned our lesson. Um, Should we don't really have that much more? We have Bailey and then Christina. I and Alex. Oh, Alex. Maybe let's talk about Alex. Okay, so Alex is working at the private practice. Whoa. What? Oh, I we were both trying to highlight the same. Oh, oops. <laughs> um, Whoa. 
so Alex is working at the private practice. He's wearing like a suit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he comes in to check on Kevin Platt, who's a patient of his. And he just like takes Shane's tablet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, that's my tablet. <laughs> I know. Poor Shane. Yeah. Hey, give me my tablet back. Also, I'm very attracted to Shane in this season. This season or episode? He looks more grown up. Like something happened from last season to this one or towards the end. Yeah. Since his breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> He's become... Maybe because he's not having a breakdown. That could be. Um, but yeah, so... And then then we see Karev, like, talking with this patient and the mom and asking Shane to go do something because he's about to go operate on him. and Or they're going to transfer him to the place where Alex works and he's going to have Shane send over the paperwork. And Shane's like, what? And then there's this stupid... Alex makes, like, a dumb threat, which just annoys me when he, like, does this. But he's just, like, he said, Shane's like, I don't think you can do that. And he's like, well, either you do this or I tell Arizona that you messed up with surgery or didn't give so-and-so their medicine or whatever. And he's like, but I didn't do that. Yeah. And Alex is like, well, she's been working with me longer, so. Yeah, and, like, and you killed my dad. So oh, yeah. who's she going <laughs> to believe? And you killed my dad. Yeah, I, like, I wrote, like, Alex is playing very dirty. Yeah, it's. It's not a good it's look. It's not for a, him. and I couldn't really quite figure out why. And I was like, why is he like I thought maybe this patient was really important to him or something and he was like pissed yeah. off about it and then it's like it's taking too long, which I guess like that was his excuse to the parents like I can get your son in surgery today. today like right. we can And so Arizona obviously is like very put off by this. And so um Karev ends up, like, kind of bribing um, Shane again and being like, you can do this and you can, like, scrub in with me. Or mm-hmm. And so they're getting ready to do the surgery and Arizona, like, catches them. And it's just, like, not cool, Karev. So, also, you don't work there anymore. No, but I think he has, like, privileges yeah, because, yeah, he can, because he does surgery. That makes sense. Um, And so, or, like, can get privileges for a certain whatever and so then Arizona shows up in the surgery and makes Shane leave. And it's like, he is our property pretty much. And like, he has other things that I need him to be doing. I need him to be in the NICU. And if you need like an assist, I'm here. So Arizona makes Krev do the surgery with her. Also, meanwhile, when they send Shane to the NICU... A sack of intestine blows up? Yeah, the baby's intestines are on the outsides. It was, at first it made me so sad. He says, I know what it feels like to be exposed. If we stick together, I think we'll be okay. In fact, and then it explodes. I I love you. I thought we were friends. (laughs) That part made me feel ill. Yeah, it was. When it was like, (laughs) I was like, what is going on? It was gross. Also, they brought up Shane's meltdown a couple times in this episode, like the other residents and and things. And so I feel like he's feeling very like, well, it's interesting because we know he's going to go with Christina. Yeah. And I feel like the fact that his meltdown was brought up multiple times and Alex again was like, you killed my dad. Like he needs a fresh start too. Yeah. Because people are not looking at him the same. No, not at all. And And they're not like, people may have like, quote, forgiven him or, like, allowed him to move on, but he's not really able to fully move on. Right. Um, I love this teaching moment with Arizona and Alex. Oh, yeah. I just, I mean, you can probably sum it up better than I can, but, like, um, pretty much Krav is, like, drowning. He is not doing Mm -hmm. well, and he 
is not getting enough patients. And if you don't bring in the patients, you don't make the money. And difference between private practice and right. And like all of these cases, like he's never had a problem with that at the hospital because there were always just all these cases coming in, Mm -hmm. but he's not bringing any cases. And so he panicked and he like stole this patient. And Arizona was like, pretty much told him like, when that happens, like, you call me and you ask for help. She just says to him, at first I was confused because she just looks at him and she goes, I'm in trouble and I need help. I'm yes. like, wait, what? Why are you in trouble? Yeah. And then and then she says it again and she, like, grabs him and she's like, that is how you ask for help. And I think that's, like, so important because he doesn't get vulnerable ever until he snaps. Yeah. And, and I think, like, her teaching him that, like, it is okay to ask for help and, like, that is what I am here for, um, even though you don't work there. I just think everyone should learn the phrase, I'm in trouble and I need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think it's really nice that she doesn't, like, spew off a right. big thing. It's just like, hey, next time, like, just communicate with me pretty much. Yep. Because I'll help you out. Yep. I love it. I love her there. And I love her braids and her hair. She looks great. Yeah. Um, okay. Should we do the Bailey and Edwards? Yeah, let's do it. Because that was actually kind of big, I feel like. Um, but also, okay, I feel like it was big, but, but also it I feel so, like it got so like, resolved so quickly. Yes, it was absurd. How At least they could have pushed that till the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I love in the beginning— Edwards is like, you have to tell someone. She's like, I'll tell the board. I'll inform the board. And she goes to Christina, <laughs> where she does so, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. And she says, like, what, what she's like, I gave a patient, you know, these deactivated cells and it solved his skid and whatever. And I did it without the parents' consent. And Christina just goes, does, did it work? And she says, yep. And then she goes, up top. They yeah. high five. And then I love, as she's walking away, Bailey goes, I just informed the board. Yes. <laughs> Like, pick the exact perfect person on the board to tell. Exactly. And um, the what's so hard is right when— So then they're going to go tell the parents. And the parents says, that before she can say anything, they say, thank you for hearing us and letting him get better on his own. Which is, like, kind of a feel like a slap in the face to Bailey. Yeah. And then Bailey goes, actually, he didn't. Like, I gave him this, whatever. And right away, those parents are, I mean, like, rightly so, furious— and I yeah. thought, oh. <coughs> and then Owen, I have a line. I think it's from when Owen is talking to Bailey. And he's like, did you at least apologize to them? And Bailey says, an apology is only effective when a mistake has been made. Which I feel like she is prepared and was even before Edward took the fall. Like she would go down on, on this ship. Okay, so this is what I said. I said, Bailey says this was not a mistake. And I was like, that's pretty ballsy. Because I feel like she was so upset about Meredith and the Alzheimer's trial. And, like, Bailey kind of thinks she walks on water. I would, like, <laughs> categorize this in a similar level of, yes. like, the Alzheimer's trial. And she was livid with Meredith. Yep. And I feel like Bailey, when she does something that she feels like morally she can get on board with or align with in her own head. And I, I don't know. We all may do this. But, like... She doesn't have a problem with her choices, but she has a really hard time, I think, with certain doctors, especially Meredith, like yeah. giving grace and understanding when they when they choose something that might be morally questionable. I think it's, it's I think it's like some sort of competition with Richard too. Like like Oh, between Meredith? Yeah. With, yeah. Like the way Richard lets things go with her. And when we learned that Richard got her into the, pro, you know what I mean? Like all these things. But also I think I will die on the ship that Bailey is in any of Die on the ship. 
I'll sink with the ship, <laughs> that Bailey is an Enneagram one. And that for her understanding that there are other ways. And like, yeah, like she thinks when she commits to something that it is the right way. Like there's no. What's that thing that I just said that we just talked about today? When you said the Enneagram that, one. That yeah. there can be multiple, multiple ways of like, doing. I, like there can be other Rules, rules of living or something. Yeah, like other rules in people's lives, and that's okay. Yeah, that, like, I was like, no, there's, <laughs> there's they all one. must be the same as yeah. mine. And they're so mine. I, I feel like that's Bailey, where like she's so proud of what this is that she's like, well, I don't, she's showing zero remorse. Oh, zero. Which yeah. like also it is groundbreaking science that she did. And it was like, it isn't her fault that the parents didn't consent. It's actually that one mom's fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Ben is mad at her, too. Yeah, Warren's not happy with Bailey. It's like, and I wrote, like, that's super understandable. Like, he didn't, he's like, come to me when you're in trouble. And she is just, like, chin up, head held high. Like, I don't give a fuck. I I saved this boy. I healed him with my idea. Um, And then we find out that, like, it's not just, like, medical. yeah. Um, whatever you call that, but they are char- like they assault and battery charges yeah. against Dr. Bailey, which honestly, I thought about that before and probably because I've seen this episode and like subconsciously no, remembered that. Genius. But I was like <laughs> putting something in someone's body goes beyond like malpractice, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. It wasn't right. No. Um, I... I also understood, like, when she says to Ben, like, I couldn't tell you. Because she didn't want him to get in trouble also. Sure. Um, but I also think that she could have told him and he wouldn't have admitted. I yeah. don't know. But um, so so then it's also really sad when Bailey finds out. So all this is happening and I'm like, well, Bailey, bad choice. But I also feel bad for her because, like, she did do this life-saving thing. And it's really sad when they're like, he's going to come out of his bubble today. And she's like, would have liked to see that. Yeah. And um, she does. She does. Like, Um, creeping behind the corner. There's weird music when when he's coming out of the bubble. It's like, I said it sounds like Star Wars. Well, also, it's like fast and like, and like. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see, okay, am I, I feel like the little boy that plays Brayden Morris is in Holes. And I feel like that is way too many years apart. I think they look very, very similar. I think it's true. They could. I'll find out. I'll report back. But so we see this happen, and then I love like Stephanie decides. You're right. It is many two years apart. Yeah, Stephanie decides like she's gonna go. She's gonna die with the ship. <laughs> she, she's gonna die with the ship. And she says like it was her fault. Um, she says she forgot to tell Bailey that they withdrew their consent. And that is why Bailey decided to do the procedure anyway. And they're like, you forgot. Like, really, you forgot. I love that Owen and Jackson just go with it, though. Right away, yeah. they're like, well, she she's is a, a resident. Yeah, like, she- like, this is a teaching hospital. <laughs> and so it gets resolved, like, super quickly. Um, and then they're, like, back in the conference room or whatever. And pretty much Edwards is, like— it was either Bailey was getting charged with assault and battery and getting her license taken away and like behind bars, or Edwards has one week's disciplinary suspension. Which it's also because when the bu- when Bubble Boy comes out and the mom acts as though she's how she acted this entire show, they hug and then 
the dad is like, don't, we are not dropping this. Which I think is interesting because it was like flipped before. Like yeah, the, the mom, mom was, was the, the one. one. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then the mom's like, just come here. He's okay. Let's just go home. Yeah. And so then the dad's like, okay, we can well, we will go home. Yeah. Yeah. And so Bailey and Edwards kind of get into it. Like Owen leaves and Edwards is just like, you know, I was looking at the bigger picture. Yeah. She says, you were going to go down for this, Dr. Bailey. You were willing to risk anything. What kind of surgeon would I be if I wasn't willing to do the same? Plus, there's a chance I won't even be there today, <laughs> tomorrow. So I was rolling the dice. I love and that. And then I love that hey, when they're hugging Bailey, who Bailey does not hug very often. And Bailey says, you're not going anywhere without a fight from me. Yeah. I Which love I was that like, line. oh, this is a sweet little friendship. Yeah. I love that she hugged her, too. I also think it's great, like, just great writing and just great, like, I don't necessarily, I don't agree with what happened, but I do like that Edward, Edward saw it and was like, I might well, I might be fired anyways, like, I stand by what she did. Yeah. And also, yeah, the part that now, if, if Bailey had been fired, there could be no research about this. Right. It couldn't save other people. Yeah. Um, there's that moment. But it did get resolved very quickly. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least make me wait one more episode. Yeah. Um, ben, uh, there's a moment with the two of them at the end, too, when he's like, was this risk worth it? And she, like, lights up, and she's like, I saved him. I invented this, and I saved it. So yeah. he, like, smiles, and he's like, oh, good God. What am I going to do? <laughs> Who am I married to? <laughs> Meanwhile, she was like, go pick Tuck up. I'm never going to see <laughs> yeah, him again. Never <laughs> again. <laughs> she was ready to just give up everything. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that's resolved. Funny how pissed Bailey gets to it, Meredith, later down the line, when all Mare does is try to fake health insurance to get that little girl saved. Yep, yep. But at that point, she's the chief. Right, it's just like, she, you're right, she has any problem with Mayor. anyone. Yeah, like any, I guess no one else really breaks the rules that bad, but. Yeah, that's true. Um, We're refilling our wine with, oh, I didn't notice that my cup says, don't be an ass, keep the glass. Yeah, so. I asked about that at the winery because it's a winery wine glass. And I said, what does this mean? Does this mean because of COVID I get to keep a glass? And we had a tasting, so we had a lot of them. And they said, you can keep one of them for free. So, oh, instead of stealing them. Yeah. Like, but usually the glasses used to say before COVID, don't be an ass, leave the glass. Oh, that's funny. And they changed it now to don't be an ass, keep the glass because of COVID. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm glad anyway. you did. Okay, so the last one. So we have Christina spending the day. So in the beginning, um, we find out that, like, Owen is interviewing um, for Dr. Russell's replacement, and he puts Christina in charge of it. Yes. Um, but we also kind of think, like, maybe it's, like, kind of Christina's replacement, but it's pretty much Dr. Russell's. And... Um, This is what the podcast would be like if I wasn't here. Oh, <laughs> and anyway, silence. Marge, what do you think about it? Hmm? I was plugging in the computer. Yeah, Marge. No, I would agree. I would agree that, like, Owen has been pretty supportive of Christina. Definitely very supportive. Oh, I mean, what do you think when you saw Maggie show up, Marge? I was shocked, too. I could not believe that she got into the series so soon. Yeah. Anyway. Did <laughs> But damn, Christina, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you know that I I saw your note about Maggie, and in the notes and trivia, it says something about it, and I must have not been looking at my oh, TV. Oh, really? Because I was like, what the? I was like, did I miss? And then I had to look where your note was, be like, okay, Alex was being an ass. It was right after that. It was really quick. Yeah. I, like, I truly, like, I had to go rewind and try to find it. 
Um, and Christina really likes her. I mean, like the I think there were three people that they showed that she was interviewing. Right, the two dudes. Yeah, the first one was kind of like boring, whatever. Then it was Maggie that she seemed like pretty interested in what Maggie had to say. She says something because she like didn't Maggie skip. Uh, high school. She skipped some yeah. sort of school. Yeah. And then she says, like, pretty annoying, right? And then Christine goes, like, yeah, that's pretty annoying. Yeah. And then she looks really worried. And then she refers to Owen as, you brought in the big guns at the end. She says that about Maggie. Like, as in the last one is the most, like, yeah. the best. So. so then the last guy that she brings that she's interviewing, oh, yeah. this dickwad, um, like, she ends I up. I wrote her whole speech. <laughs> oh, you did? I will just pretty much say that, yeah, like, she calls this guy out because he's, like, um, she asks, like, do you have any questions for me? And he says, like, pretty much wondering about the Harper Avery. Is it true that there's, like, no chance that I'll win a Harper Avery if I, like, take this position or whatever? And she pretty much tells him he never will win. And this is the speech. <laughs> I love, she says, you probably won't win one. The thing they all have in common, as in the winners, is they is the work. They are focused on the work and the patient, on making someone better or someone whole or someone live. That's their goal. So no, I mean, you specifically will never win a Harper Avery. <laughs> not if that's what you're after. And then she's like, and by the way, you'd be a terrible fit. So goodbye. <laughs> but what I really thought was important about that speech is that I feel like Christina... I mean, she already has, but this is just reiterating that she understands the lessons that Teddy taught her, like patient first, like don't mm-hmm. worry about anything else. Like the fact that she's even teaching this to some other random dude and saying like, you don't get it. You're not thinking about the like the right thing mm-hmm. is like just so, she's just come really far. Yeah. So then we get to the end and like Owen is kind of chatting with her And he wants to offer Christina the job. Like, this scene... I know. ...kills me. Um, And he pretty much says, like, he isn't going to ask Christina to to stay because he knows nothing good will come of it, and he knows that she has to go. So, like, he's not going to ask. And even before, like, earlier in the episode, Mira was like, Owen's going to ask you to take the job and stuff. And so she, like, asked him, like, Owen, please don't. Yeah, please don't offer me this job. Yeah, and so... He's not going to. I love when he says, so I'm not and I won't. Yeah, which, but the part that kills me is he said, but like, can I ask you one thing? He kisses her and she kind of stops. And he said, just until you go, don't leave me until you're leaving me. And I'm honestly have tears in my eyes because like, if that's not a goddamn breakup, like where you just love the person and And you're like, Please just let me spend and be with you in any capacity I can until I can't anymore. Well, goddamn it, I don't know what is. Because he, he, yeah, he knows. Like he, it's like in his head. He he says he wanted to offer her the job for a week because he's like he wants to do everything he can to keep her from going. And since he knows, again, again, we'll talk about this in the post op of why this is a moment where I think that Owen is also find, gone and come really far is that he knows it's not right for her to. And so mm-hmm. he he won't do it. And yeah, I, th- just until you go, don't leave me. And also it makes sense. They should just have sex until she leaves. I like that line. I think I don't remember that scene Mm-mm. at all. Like there's like, because I feel like there's so many bigger, like the scene the or the episode before, it's like the big Burke episode. And then the next episode is the dance it out and the like wave goodbye. So I don't remember this right. scene, but that like, honestly, I'm holding back tears right now that <laughs> don't leave me until you're leaving me is brilliant writing. That is like 
the epitome of what a breakup like that feels like. It makes their actual goodbye make even more sense. Yeah. The way that, like, like that was, that. we'll talk about it. I don't want to, like, spend yeah, too much we'll in it. But it, it is, it is brilliant writing. It is, again, proof that Shonda Rhimes wrote for Christina in this whole season. Yeah. In the, at least in these four episodes, for sure. Because it's just... It's a perfect ending for them, I think. Yeah, I think... Because they couldn't have broken up. No, and I think I think you're right. Like, it makes so much more sense, like, how they say goodbye in that last episode with that one fine... That one line, don't leave me until you're leaving me. Like, there's... there Like, there would be no other way to go. Like, yeah, you can't say anything else. Yeah, it's just um, time to go. And it's also, like, the way she, like, kisses him and, like, her head goes up to him. Like, it's not like a, oh, you're kissing me. Like, she wants it to, and... I just, they both have wet eyes, which wet eyes, how do they do it? I don't. I think they put a peppermint spray in their eye. I don't something, think Something, <laughs> something like that. Uh, um, You know, but like I'm, that scene, I'm here for it. 10 out of 10. He also says to her earlier in the episode when, about the interviews, he says, go easy on these guys. They can't all be you. Mm-hmm. Um, And he's just like s- super supportive of her. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that in the post-op. Do you have any random notes? Mine are mostly about the bionic butthole. The one thing I said is this lady is farting a lot. <laughs> is that what happens? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I said, poor Monica. She has bad sphincter control. This is my worst nightmare. Like, oh my God. I it's like, I thought it's I thought it was like fine, a whatever. A little overdone. Yeah, and then, but like, the husband being like super chill. And I was like, that would be John. Like, he'd be really nice. But, but then, then the husband at the end being like, thank God. Thank God I can't do this anymore. I'm like, is that how John feels? Like, cool and as a cucumber on the He's outside, like, but inside, like, I can't. I couldn't. I can't do it anymore. It was the, the rectal cancer was one thing. But this is another. This is another. And I will not. Also, the whole, like, image of her doing a pirouette and just spray. She says it was like spin art. Yeah. Which I, rem- I had spin art. Yeah. You spun oh, yeah. And you sprayed the paint. Yeah. <laughs> Terrifying. There was another reference to a, a childhood toy today we made. Spin art. And then there was, we were talking about something before. I can't remember, but yeah, I can't. First of all, I just, no wonder she got fired. She made performative art with her shit. Also, this, my other random note is when Shane, when they're all complaining, all the residents about like why they're going to get fired and Shane, no one listens to Shane, but he's just like, did you pop a baby? I popped a baby. (laughs) I just like, I actually like the fact that they have to go home and he has to be like, yeah, so I was holding, putting lotion on the baby's intestines and they exploded. Loaded, yeah. Not great. No. We never find out what happens to that baby, I don't think. Nope, I don't think so. Um... Shall we notes and trivia it up? Yeah. Okay. This episode's title originated from the song Everything I Try to Do, Nothing Seems to Turn Out Right, originally sung by the Decemberists. The episode scored 7.95 million viewers. Filming for this episode was presumably scheduled from April 2nd to 10th, 2014. This episode has the longest title of all Grey's Anatomy episodes. <laughs> we did it. This is the longest title. We did. <laughs> the episode starts roughly at 7 a.m. Cool. Kelly McCreary makes her first appearance at... A pyramid. <laughs> she makes a pyramid. Appearance as Maggie Pierce in this episode. Do you think she already knew she was going to be signed on? She had to have. Probably. <laughs> They're like, let's see how you do in this two-second clip. Yeah. Uh, goof. When Leah burps, her mouth does not open until a couple of seconds into the burp. I kind of noticed that. But Oh, because I feel like you would be like, I don't know how to burp. Yeah. Does your mouth have to be open? No. I thought you were just going to burp. 
I probably could. Um, I have two ideas for Catherine Fox Award. Okay. Okay. Because I don't have any. Edwards for taking one for Bailey. <gasps> Ooh, yeah, that's good. Or Owen for not offering the job, even when he knew, and like letting her leave. And not that he has to let her leave. Let's give it to Owen because Bailey actually inserted things into a child's body. Okay. Or no, not Edwards. I'm, uh, oh, God. Oh, it's, it's got to be Owen. Yeah, and he's Owen doesn't win it very often. No, he's not going to win anymore. Yeah, Owen. S- saying things. <laughs> I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. All right, I'll do because, it too. Just because, you know what? These, <laughs> these last I'll ones, do it. Oh, I hate how, do you see how like. Why is mine bigger? That's the only, I'll fix it. I can't spell scalpels ever, <laughs> ever. Think scalp and then L's. Mm. Um, watch this. I hate how like you're currently we're playing in the do the Dougal, <laughs> the Dougal gawk. Uh, there we oh, go. the Dougal gawk. Dougal gawk. That's like when you said Segu. Which, thank you for remembering that word. I had a text breathe this weekend because someone was talking about words they don't know how to say. And I was like, there's this one word I can never remember, but I always said it wrong. Segway. <laughs> and Dougal guy. I hope you're in your grad school class and you're talking to your Zoom and you'd be like, oh, I saw it in the Dougal guy. Wait, wait, I have a funny story about grad school. So we had to like do introductions, but because it was like WebEx, like, no, you're not in the same order, like in Zoom too. So it was just like introduce yourself and then call on someone to introduce themselves. So my name's Brianna, but someone called on me and was like, uh, how about Brianna? And it was like, everyone, I'm Brianna. You said it. I said Brianna. I was like, that's not my name. And then I was like, I go by Bri. I like panicked. And I was like, I can't believe I just said my wrong name. It's not my name. That's not my name. My name is Brianna. Hi, my name's Brianna. Did you then? I didn't I didn't fix it. I was, you said, but I go by Brie, right? But I go by Brie. Yeah. Okay, well that's good. What if this whole semester you'd have to go by Brianna because I fucked up? Oh, anyway, Google. Google guy. Oh my god, we need to end this. Okay, so now you were saying you give it nine out of ten. Yeah. Okay, me too. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Nine okay. out of ten for Owen. Okay. Um, Just for that one sentence. <laughs> I'm reading an entire boring episode. <laughs> Nine out of ten for that one sentence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, time of death. <laughs> I don't even know. Twenty-one thirteen. Beep. Beep.